What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Off the Record. So we got a special guest today. We got our man Rel Battle, and he's yeah. special because he happens to be the brother of one of the hosts of Off the Record, Quan Battle. So Rel, welcome to the show, man. How's it going? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me. It's, uh, it's four o'clock here, so you know you guys caught me doing my cocaine hour. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> if uh, I am in LA, so if my head go down. It's nothing wrong with my Wi-Fi. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Keep this quick. <laughs> I'm, I'm good, man. How y'all, how y'all feeling, man? Good, good. All right, glad to have you. To the people I, look, to the people watching, the people listening, you won't be able to see. But the people watching, you're not seeing double. Yes, Quan has a brother. That's an LA doing thing with the comedy thing and the acting thing. Um. You're probably asking yourself, why haven't we got him on before this? You have to talk, take that up with Quan. But um, we appreciate you, man. We appreciate you taking Quan, all the time. Quan can't afford me. That's fine. <laughs> 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 no, no, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of you guys. Quan talked about when y'all first started and stuff. So I was, I said, whatever you need me to call that, man, y'all should look, look good. It's professional. Y'all. Y'all the y'all the y'all the full tops of podcasting right there. Y'all can do that. <laughs> <laughs> Temptations, nigga. When happened before, nigga left. Nobody will hear you saying, "Oh, I look good." You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, if, if if the listeners can't tell, Rel is obviously a comedian, man. And hey, man. T- so, tell everybody about your grind, man. You know your 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 upbringing. What made you even make the decision to go into comedy, man? Honestly, I couldn't. I couldn't do shit else. I mean, you could talk to Claude. I wasn't really, um, you know. I just, uh, you know, uh, um, we grew up in the DC, the DC Maryland area, and then uh, I went to Maryland College Park. I'm a turf. And then you know, you get stuck in a place where you don't a lot, like a lot of younger generation of people. You don't really know what you want to do with your life, and uh, you know, just class clown, high school class clown, college. You just you know, you go. Let me see if I can go try that um, on the on the higher level, and so. Um, I was I was I was a communications major at Maryland. I did theater, and then I would always host the shows on campus and stuff. So eventually, I said, "Well, let me. I don't really know what I want to do when I graduate. Let me just go to LA and figure something out." I was a writer, but I didn't really know, and comedy just kind of fell into that. So you know, you just you just you stick with it, and eventually you get to a, a place that you that you're comfortable with, most hopefully, most likely. So yeah. I mean, has has LA been everything that you thought it would be before you even got out there? <laughs> I you know I had no real uh I never been nowhere, man. We don't our family ain't really travelers and shit. Like I don't know. <laughs> we ain't my first time flying on the plane was moving here. So um it, it it you know, everything you hear about it really is. It's just uh it's really important that if you gotta know who you are before you get here. That's how people get caught up. So LA was everything, man. Every day somebody's dream is, is comes true. It really is a magical fucking place, man. I don't know if I can cuss up here. I don't know what this what the rules are. <laughs> But it, it definitely is a place where your dreams dreams do come true every single day. People, it sounds cliche to say it, but I've seen people who, who you know, I'm cool with, and next thing you know, they doing this, they on here, they on SNL now, they on fucking this show. Rappers, I met Kendrick before he was Kendrick. You know what I'm saying? It's, the environment is just, uh, it's about uh, passion and dreams and art. So uh, it, it is everything you would think it, it would be. It really is. Uh, it really is the American dream, in a sense. Yeah. I mean, you get to you get to be around some some heavyweights, man. I mean, 
I caught you on Conan a couple years ago. I know you you rub shoulders with Dave Chappelle. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, what is it like being around those kind of people who, you know, fans expect those people to be celebrities and to be funny and to be these huge individuals all the time. But I assume that they're regular people behind closed doors, right? Yeah, I always, I don't know if I'm behind closed doors. What kind of podcast is this? Uh, nigga, yeah. No, I, uh, 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 like I tell people all the time, like you go around our area, like it's easy to meet a politician if you if you from DC. That's just they're everywhere. You know what I'm saying? That's like that's just the that's the that's the trade of DC or whatever. Um, y'all niggas more Baltimore though, so whatever. crime. You easy meet a, a crack dealer. It's easy to find a nigga that fights dogs by the harbor, whatever y'all they do out there. <laughs> <laughs> but LA, LA, the trade is art. The trade is comedy. The trade is acting. The trade is, uh, you know, entertainment business. So if you're living here for a while, you're just going to run into these people anyway. Because Eddie Murphy goes to the Starbucks up the street, and you know uh, Jennifer Lawrence, she she hangs out at the bar over there. So if this is kind of where they kind of live anyway. So uh, here it doesn't feel like that. Everywhere else it feels like that. They don't live in Minnesota. But here it just feels like this is where they live. And it's it's more of a it's more of a business than Hollywood in LA. You know what I'm saying? It's, here it's a job. We don't talk right. about it. It's a job. And we're going, I'm going to work tomorrow. It's not like oh, I'm in the movies, like I gotta work on this thing for six weeks. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. I, mean, so, I, I I actually noticed that too when I came out there to visit. Um, <laughs> you know, so you remember that time when I came out there? And I, I pretty much, yeah, you know what I mean? I just rolled with you and I just saw it pretty much shadowed you, just saw what you did for the day. And like Everybody carried it as if it was just like a literally like a little nine to five. Like it was just like you go in, you, you do your skit, you do what you got to do. And then, you know, you go take a break and then you go back and you go, you know, you work some more. Um, <clears throat> like Kwan like be like bitches and party and all that. It's like, nah, nigga, I'm up at eight. <laughs> we writing. I'm at I'm over here working on my act. I'm, I got auditions like it wasn't, you know, it, the fun shit is like any other place. Friday night, you go party, whatever night. but. It's uh, it's really a, especially now with the internet. So now it's, it really is work, but it's it's a job you enjoy. You know what I'm saying? Like y'all, y'all got paid stupid amount of money to do this pod. I'm sure y'all would do it every day. You know what I'm saying? It would be nothing if you let you enjoy doing it. I mean, we're speaking of the internet, man. Let me ask you this. So, you know, we're all in our thirties and we were growing up, Eddie Murphy, Seinfeld before then Red Fox prior, like they had hit the circuit. They had to go to certain comedy clubs to kind of make a name for themselves. But now people go on YouTube, TikTok, whatever it is, they do something funny. And all of a sudden, you know, they blow up and then they grind. What do you make of how, you know, people like Desi Banks, like they, their, their avenue is different from more traditional comedians. Like, what do you make of how people kind of blow up now? I, hey, man, comedy don't belong to me. You know what I'm saying? I'm just a part of it. I think, uh, it's, it's, it, if you can go on an audience, and it's a business, you can go on an audience to come see you, so be it. You know, I, I, I hope that people get the time to kind of to work on their act, make sure they shit is on point, just out of respect for the game. But if you can get an audience to fuck with you and, and come see you, so be it. Um, DC Young Fly is one of those guys who had, a, who had an online audience first, and he worked on his shit. And now he can go on the club and he can still do well, you know? 
I think it was like like um like Zion. Zion was the internet dude. Zion Williamson was killing on the internet. They was you know remember the videos would go viral. He looked at that dude drunk. You know Lamelo Ball was internet, but Lamelo is really nice and Zion really can hang in the NBA. So as long as you work in your craft, like man, make your money, young blood. I ain't, I ain't tripping. Cool. What, what, what's like, what's like the general consensus of that though? Like, because you know, like you're a comedian, you discuss stand up, you discuss like how long it took. You know what I mean? Um, you know what I mean? What you had to go through. You know what I'm saying? Like just that longevity it took just to struggle to get to where you need to go. And then you have somebody that shit jumps on the internet, does something social media, and shit blows up six, seven months. Like eight months, a year, you know what I'm saying? Like, is it something to, what's, what's the general consensus of like comedians? Are they like, man, that's, that's shit really stand up. Is it like, eh? You got niggas who don't like it in every, every corner. That's like any job where you work your ass off and then some new kid out of college comes and he jumps up and he's your boss. You know what I'm saying? That's like any job. I, you know, everybody's different. I don't, I don't see it as a big deal, really. Because at the end of the day, like, you guys don't see it because you're not like in the comedy club every night. But a lot of these cats aren't prepared. They just bomb. Not saying they're not talented, it's just <clears throat> if you've been doing comedy for, for one year and then you got a guy from book for 10 years, you're not gonna be as good as him. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So you can sell out, but you're gonna you're gonna probably bomb all over the country. You know what I'm saying? That's why I say make sure your art is on that but at the end of the day, like it, I don't think it really matters. The artist, you could be the dopest nigga alive, and nobody coming to see you don't matter. You know, who cares? There are a lot of really incredible dope comics who can't get people to come to the, come to the crowd. So if I'm a comedy club owner. I'm gonna book the guy that's on the internet that's gonna bring in 600 people. Then the guy that's really incredibly smart and and powerful and really funny who can't bring in more than 100 people. So um, I don't really think it matters. It all kind of equals out at the end. You know, the you know the game isn't really casting the internet people yet. They casting the people that know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I think Kevin Hart is one of the guys who kind of mastered both. You know, he, his stand up is incredible, and he got the internet game on lock. So he kind that's why he's so successful right now. So I think that's kind of the ultimate goal for most people. I'm Alex, one of the hosts of OTR. I began podcasting in 2017 when I started the Laker Central podcast, and I'm proud to announce that I've launched Crossover Media, bringing more diversity to podcasting and live streaming. We currently have six shows on our platform, and our flagship show, The Crossover Podcast, just debuted, featuring guests from diverse backgrounds telling their stories and speaking on topics that matter the most. Go to your favorite podcast app and subscribe to the Crossover Podcast and follow us on Twitter at Crossover365. Speaking of uh, Kevin Hart, is there anybody like in the industry that you look to like as, as a mentor or somebody that you kind of, you know, clone, well, not clone yourself, but things that you, different comments that you take pieces away from? Is there any one person or a group of people that you do that with? It's a lot of guys. You guys probably wouldn't know them because they're not like super famous. Um, but as y'all know, um, who I, who I fuck with? Um, a lot of guys I watch, man. Um, I don't know if you guys know, you guys know Tony Rock. Yeah. Tony mm-hmm. Rock. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tony Rock, yeah, yeah. Tony Rock. Tony Rock. Yeah, yeah. He used to host a show at the Laugh Factory called Chaka Sundays. He used to host the show when I was coming up. When I was like a three-year comic, I was, I was you know, I was not no, so he was the main host. So I would just watch and study him and how he carry himself. He's from New York, he's from Brooklyn, from DC, so Swagger's similar, and he was a smart dude, so I used to kind of follow his moves a little bit. His other comic named uh, Tom McGraw. Um, who else is popping, man? Um, 
Ian Edwards. Uh, who who you guys know? Uh, there's a lot of guys who are popping in the scene who might not necessarily mm-hmm. they might not be a big on TV, but they're, they're, they're they run the scene out here. Out here, they the, they the gods. So those are the kind of guys mm-hmm. that kind of just learn how to okay, don't do that, don't say that. Okay, you can tell the crowd on like that, so fall back a little bit. You know what I'm saying? How to hold your stuff. So um, most comics, we, we're in the club. Before you ever see us, we're in the club five years just studying and working and grinding and getting better. You know? It takes time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, what was your first experience like getting on stage? Were you? I mean, I'm sure you, you might have been nervous, but like, what was it like? Did, did you bomb? Did you walk off stage like, oh, I, I, I can do this? What was it like? Man, you know what's funny, man? I don't I mean, I'm kind of like, um, you know, arrogant. I I wasn't really nervous, bro. I just I just uh, um, so I remember the week before I I got fired from uh, Cheesecake Factory, and I was like really depressed. This was my first year in comedy, and I was on my way home. I had my roommate's car. I was driving home. I don't think Quan even know this story. <clears throat> and uh, I was headed home every day. I would pass this comedy club. I didn't come to LA to be a comic. I came to LA to just just act and stuff. And right, and so I I, uh, I go to the comic club. I got my my all you know they were all white at Cheesecake Factory, right? And um, I went in there, had my whole white uniform on. I sat down, I was open mic. This girl was on stage and was trash. I mean, she was vomit. This is despicable. And she gets off stage, <laughs> gives her money. One of she got paid for that bullshit. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> I came in there with just whatever some shit I had in my head, and I just went up. And I remember um, I did about five jokes, and three worked. And I, okay, like I'm nice, nigga. I'm <laughs> Chris who? Chris Rock. And three worked, and then uh, you know people was clapping for him, like yeah, all right, you know. And I was talking too fast, I was stumbling, but I had energy. I wasn't, I wasn't shy. And um, like that day, some dude was like, hey, man, I do this improv show. I want you to come do a set. This is before I even knew what a set was. So that first that first uh, show, and I didn't, I, I wasn't good, but for me not knowing what, what good was, I did great. You know what I'm saying? I got like three laughs. To me, who had never <laughs> but I was ill. And then, uh, and, then I, and, then I, and then I was like, for that, my whole first year, I was doing well. My whole first year, I did good. I was because I had I had natural energy that was funny, right? And I was doing well. I was super skinny, and um, I, I did all these LA contests, and I was winning. You know, back then, you you do a test, you win some fries or some shit, you get to the place. And uh, I was just doing good. I was like, I'm the best nigga to ever do this shit. I'm winning. All- <laughs> <laughs> what I didn't realize is is that comics take about three or four years to get over their nerves. Before they can start working, they I didn't have nerves because I did. I played football and I was like, I was, I was a real team in high school and I was twin. So me and my brother are very active people. So I, I so it the facade was I was doing well. So what happened was, I, when I got into a real show that wasn't an open mic, bunch of new guys. I got into a real show. Uh, I was in Atlanta and Jamie Foxx had this thing called the uh, Laugh Palooza contest. I, I got into this contest. And maybe a year, maybe nine months in the comedy. It was a real crowd with real niggas and real people. Jamie Fox. And let me tell you Damn. something. I bombed my ass off. It was, it was just like the joke. It was some old Facebook joke. It was like, ladies, if I send you a friend request and you accept, 
bitch, we together. It was some stupid shit. <laughs> <laughs> and then I bombed, and then I bombed straight for like a, like a year. Like straight. Mm-hmm. Like a year straight and until I, and what kept me going was that I was like, I did good for like almost a year or something, maybe it's me. And so you, you work through that and then you realize, talk to an old head, like, yeah, nigga, you got to bomb, you bomb it until you get good. And that's just, that's just the game. And then I, once I realized you got to fuck up to get better, I didn't, because in comedy, you don't think, oh, you got to take a thousand shots every day to get a good jump shot. You don't think about that. You think you just, because people, I thought you were going to say you were funny. And it's like, no, you got to work. Y'all, y'all don't see Cat Williams in the struggle stage. You saw Cat Williams on Pet Chronicles. You don't see the, the 10 years he was, he was, he was shitting the bed. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I said, oh, you got you to work on this shit. And then, and then it, it kind of went from there. But it wasn't a bad first time. I know so, how you said when it comes to like bombing, you you know, um, when you first did it, you know, it it, it kind of hurt you, it kind of fucked you up, and you know, you kind of went through that motion where you know you bombed for a little while. Um, yeah. But shit, man, just you know, what I'm saying, just get a chance to tell you, like you said, it it you know, it iron sharpens iron, right? So it, it puts you in a position to where you know it got you, it got you better. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Um, you know, I I, I can recall there were times where you know when we was younger. Um, where you know <clears throat> we would always tell you like yo man shit just you know keep keep pushing the shit just you know what I'm saying keep grinding whatever keep going and even when it came to like I remember like the Jamie Lafaloza when you when you was on it you know what I'm yeah. saying and um like we you know just like we, 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 we were always telling you like yo like when you go you like you you you're gonna you know what I'm saying you gonna you gonna do some shit you gonna do some some real dope shit you know what I'm saying and I remember like you seen being on the Jamie Lafaloza and I'm just like damn just just for the mere fact of you being there. You know what I'm saying? Just the experience. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just, you've been able to get a chance to just experience everything, like, and even bomb, you know, fuck it. You know what I mean? It is what it is. But this shit made you stronger. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Made you stronger. So, like, just for the people out there that do want to do that, that actually want to, you know, want to pursue that shit, man, like, you know, it, it's just like you said, it's, it's, you don't see those times where Cat, you said Cat Williams was, was shit in the bed. You know, you just see him. We've you know, seen Cat Williams shit the bed. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But like just like you said, you know, you people see the glorious moments and shit. Yeah. And it, and it also kind of reminds me of like I, I've also heard comics say like, yo, some of the like the 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 funniest dope comics are the ones that have like that I mean they're dark. You know what I'm saying? They have like dark comedy and shit. Yeah. Is that a question, nigga? I'm confused. What uh... <laughs> That was his monologue. <laughs> I got I got a question for you, bro. Like like you said, you know, most people just see, you know, what they see on stage. Yeah. Um, how much time or how important is it to put your time in as a as a as a comic, like off the stage? So like you're writing and working on your on, on your act. How much time would you say you spend typically you know, perfecting that part of it when you when you're doing your thing on the stage. Man, you know, um, I mean, like I, I tell people all the time, like this is an obsession. It's not really a time. It's this is an obsession. Comics all is constantly on 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 my mind. You know, and you you ask most comics, comics fuck with comedy more than sex. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? This is this is like this is like all day, every day. Like I tell people. Like yo, if, if 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 comics spent the amount of time they do comedy in another art form, 
or another craft, they would be geniuses in that craft. That's how high level. So you got to stay in comics, spend 10 years working on comedy to get kind of good. So 10 years in any other profession, in law, uh, law, uh, uh, medical school, whatever, you the top of your brand. But most things who've been doing comedy for 10 years ain't making it. You know what I'm saying? So that's, what, that's how hard it is to get on. So uh, this every day. But my study is watching Rock, watching Ray Romano, watching, you know, the Seinfelds or whoever or Patrice O'Neill's. My, you know, Wanda Sykes, my, my training is watching them constantly writing, constantly studying. Comedy clubs are like clubs a little bit. So you at, you at a party every night working on your app, working in, you know, we had coffee shops. We had the back of comic book stores, we had gay bars, we had real bar, uh, club bars, we had, we had, uh, nigga, I went to a, a redneck bar and had to do some sets, but they were saying nigga in the, in the crowd, like, Damn. any place there's a space where people can come, you're working on your shit. New York, we be up seven shows, seven spots a night. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, it's, it's a constant, it's not really a time, I can't even measure it, bro, it's unmeasurable. It's like raising a child. You don't you don't count the time you measure your, you raise your child. You just you just you be with your kid in the morning and you be with them. You know what I mean? Right. But it's, it's a constant obsession that lasts fucking forever, almost. You know. I mean, what's your goal for yourself, man, with comedy? Like, where do you see yourself? I mean, what are you planning for with this? Writing, creating TV shows, movies, creating a platform for somebody else. What what what's your goal? Man, I you know I, I, it's crazy to sound. I kind of already achieved it. You know what I'm saying? All I wanted to do was just really be able to make a living and buy J's. That's all I really gave a fuck. About. <laughs> I'm dead serious. I don't have no. Uh, <laughs> me and Quan, we got a pretty cool family. Like, um, our, our, our grandmother's great. Our family, for the most part, gets along. We ain't had no crazy wild shit. We got regular nigga shit, but everybody got that. So I didn't have no desire to do no crazy things and so when i got here my goals had to change i didn't want to make a living off this shit and once you do that you got to keep creating uh different levels to to attain to so now my goal is freedom i like being in control of my craft i like being able to say yo we're going to brazil for the birthday uh for two weeks or we doing this or whatever and i can come back and still have opportunities at the end of the day uh um content for for, for people that look like us that's always a battle you know what I'm saying? It's, it Hollywood's better now. You got like Atlanta, <laughs> Secures, you got all this shit. So but when I first started, it wasn't like that. So be able to create content on film and television that uh, that people people look like us telling our story. I, you know, nothing would make me happier than being able to bring a DC type story to to TV. You know, you know, Donald Glover got Atlanta. Issa from PG, I know that, but she she from LA too. She got the LA. It's a like an LA thing mm-hmm. to be able. To be able to speak for speak from speak by folks, you know what I'm saying, and uh, you know, put my city on the map. I come from, we come from Chappelle, we come from Martin, we come from, you know, Red Grant and Wanda Sykes and Dominique. So, be able to put that on a higher level would be the goal. Um, that the whole world can see how how dope DC and Maryland, Baltimore area is. You you mentioned insecure, um, Issa. If you're watching, hi. That's all I wanted to say. <laughs> I'm a big Issa stan. So. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna tell you. Throw that one out there. I'm, I'm sure your lady's watching. Yeah, I'm probably. Yeah, I'm probably gonna get in trouble for that. You get a pass for that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that, show, that, that show's heavy PG. Issa living in PG. Yvonne, I know is from. I think she's from Laurel. 
She played really? Miles. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Kelly, uh, the other friend, the funny one, she was in Maryland. So that show, wow. got, a, that show got a lot of Merlin over there, bro. Yeah. Wow, wow. That's yeah. dope. So and for the people that's, that's listening and watching, you know, if they don't know already, you're on the show called Superior Donuts. Right? It was. Was. Uh, <laughs> oh, well, what, what? I thought you, I thought I just seen you tweet. We straight to the DVD now. We in the, uh, we in the, <laughs> we in the, right, well, no, but hey, Chuck's still coming, so I ain't tripping. Right, that's all that's right. That's all bad. Listen, people still find names. They can watch it. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, well, my, my question to bounce off of that is, it, what's the difference between you know being on screen and being on a set and 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 you know being being funny and acting versus being on a stage? Or can you? Is it kind of for you? Is it kind of the same thing? Like it just it just clicked. Like bam, I'm doing I'm doing my thing. This is me. Or is it a different vibe? Is it a different type style you have to bring or whatever? I mean, I could I could break it down like real Hollywood, but y'all, it's gonna be like a lot. But I can say this basically. Um, it, it's um a, a TV set, a TV show like a, like a like it's called. I don't know if you guys probably it's multi camera like Friends was multi camera and and uh you know my show Donuts and like everybody loves Raymond Seinfeld multi camera and you got like the Office is single camera but more like looks more like a movie like a video Office and Parks and Rec Thirty Rock so multi camera shows like Friends and my show some shows are. Five hour days, nigga. We get there eleven. We out by six, if that. Maybe eleven to one. It's just easy. The sets there is is a quick. It's an easy schedule. You finish by three. You can go whatever, right? Um, and then single camera is like an all day thing. So you can't really uh, be more late. You got to be more a little bit more structured. Um, most of the time for multi cam, my type of show, a writer writes the show. You are the character. It ain't you. It's the character. You gotta you gotta be this person, right? So it's not you're not gonna say the shit you say. You're not gonna talk the way you talk. Um, you are hired to be, in a sense, a working actor, a body, right? For a single camera, usually they it's, it's your personality is what works, right? Tracy Morgan got hired to be Tracy Morgan on Thirty Rock. You know what I mean? If Tracy Morgan was on another type of show, he probably had to be a certain type of person. Right. right. They want. That makes sense. Yeah. Right, yeah. right, right. So, um, you're not gonna always agree with the script. You're not gonna always get it. You, it's gonna be words you would never probably say a lot of the time. But you are an employee of the network. You know what I'm saying? And people like CBS, they know what they want. So they want this type of show. You got to be that person. So that's why stand-up is so important. Because no matter what my character is on this TV show as an actor, my stand-up gonna be me. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's why it's important for people that do stand-up to kind of stay in stand-up. Always, always define yourself. Like my Conan set, and I, and I, and I don't got no problem with Conan. They, they dope. They were super cool. That's like, that's like me going to work. That's like my, I'm at the corporate job. You know, niggas speak two languages, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, man, we got jobs. So how you speak with your boys, and when you at the office, Conan was. I had to go to the office. I had to go work. You're working for a, a corporation. I'm going to work today. So right. you gotta, my goal was, I feel like I can perform in any arena. That's my goal to show that. So I'm going to go do this office shit, but come see my show at midnight at the Laugh Factory. You might get some raw shit. So don't don't come here thinking this is going to be the same dude. You know what I'm saying? But I feel like I, I you know, I want to do, I want to present I was talented enough to do, to do any room no matter what. Answer the question. 
do you think comedy is different now than when you know guys like Bernie Mac were starting out? You know, mentioned Eddie and them earlier. You feel like there's like a there's potentially a drought in comedy where there's not as many of those legends walking around at the same time as there was 20 years ago. No, I think it's I think it's better. I think it's, um I think it's some some parts are better, certain parts are worse. I think you know you're never going to be able to you nobody's gonna ever be as good as Eddie Murphy. Nobody's gonna be as good as as Cosby and and Pryor and, and Carlin. Because, you know, they didn't have they didn't have other shit to do. They didn't have Instagram and Twitter and Tinder and mm-hmm. Bumble. They, they, all they could do was stand up. They're not distracted. They spent years being stand-ups all fucking day. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, difference is we can get on faster. Like you said, it's internet niggas who, who, who are millionaires mm-hmm. who, who don't really got to be that good at stand-up at all. You see what I'm saying? It's the, it's the hustle. You know, it's like rap, right? Before, you had to be able to rap. Right. Now you can have the Kendrick and the J. Coles and the Drakes, but you can also have the niggas who's like, what you, what? And, but you still want them young boys to eat. They do, it, they do it for the hustle, and that's okay. They both are okay. And I think comics like that too. So you don't have the greats like that. You got good people, but you can still, people can eat now. That's, everybody can make it in comedy now. That, you couldn't say that 15, 20 years ago. Everybody who works hard enough can make a living out of stand-up comedy. Because somebody want to see your shit. You know? You ever get concerned that as 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 your career grows in comedy and you become more famous, that cancel culture may come for you, or somebody might find an old tweet or something? Does that ever cross your mind? Let me tell you something. Uh, any nigga that was around in two thousand two, uh, any nigga that was around in ninety nine when when uh, you talking about Black Planet? Me <laughs> around when when back that ass I was on the radio. <laughs> You <laughs> was around when Where Do You See My Dick came on in the club. You gotta worry. Right? If, if the yin yang twins was on in your youth, you gotta. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Really, <laughs> I'm, look, I'm not really, really concerned. It's just that, I, you know, we've all said shit. 10 years ago that we don't even remember that it was certain words were cool 10 years ago that ain't cool now. Certain behaviors were cool 10 years ago that ain't cool now. And uh, I, think I'm, I'm, I think I'm okay, but I know that I've said hella shit my first couple years of comedy that I couldn't say today. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, you know, uh, man, I got I got hella jokes about black women. Like, I can't... Oh, Lord. But I want to... I want to... <laughs> But I wanted to ask you about that, man, because at, at one point, comics could comics could say really, really anything. Comics were like the pulse of yeah. the world, right? Like you could say the truth in comedy, and now it feels like even comics, comics can't say things, even though comics, a lot of them will still just say what they need to say. I but think, even comics could attack now. I think you can say, I, I mean, in all honesty, I'm gonna say whatever the fuck I want. The problem is you gotta make sure that your 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 joke is so undeniable. So funny, people can't say shit to it. Chappelle is still saying what he wants. Mm-hmm. Bill Burr is still saying what they want. Just you, you gotta make sure that your shit is that good, though. You know what I'm saying? If you're gonna be that guy, you gotta make sure your your, your writing is on point. And uh, at the same time, you have podcasts now, so you can't. Look, comics can't get canceled. People keep saying that shit. Canceled to me means only things who lose their careers are pedophiles or, or you know rapists. Everybody else, okay, you might may not be able to do SNL. Or this TV show ain't gonna fuck with you. As long as you got a podcast, you can still move. I mean, how many times they try to cancel Joe Rogan? You know what I'm saying? Uh, well, yeah, yeah. So 
as long as you have an audience, you can always say what you want. You know what I'm saying? But uh, I like being on TV, so I watch my mouth sometimes. <laughs> that TV check is brilliant. <laughs> it's stupid. If people knew what they pay motherfuckers out here to do nothing, <laughs> nobody would. If motherfuckers really knew, only people in LA know. If y'all really knew how much they paid, they paid me, okay? <laughs> no, but bro, you hot though. You you, 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 funny, you, don't, you don't get it. Like they, if people knew what, what what they pay people to do the amount of work that we fucking do, y'all like what the fuck? It was some episodes they like won't even need you in this episode, so I'm still getting paid the same check. Yep. Okay. <laughs> they don't. It's just it's just stupid free money out here. So, uh, so yeah, man. So that's my. That's, I don't know what the question was, but <laughs> I got I got lost in my excitement. I'm passionate. No, 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 no. That, that shit cool. Yo, I, I got a question to ask you though, because you've been out for a minute. So, just take it to the music side for a little bit. Right? Oh, nigga. Yo. You, of course, you was around there. Of, of course, the time when Nipsey Hussle was alive. Yeah, you know what I'm saying around the LA area, like just, just, just give us a, just a a, a, a blind scope of like not even a blind scope, but just a scope of like just what he meant for the city. You know what I'm saying? Like what he meant to people, poor people. You know what I'm saying? Like just, just you know, uh, maybe everyday workers or whatever, or just comedians, or you know, just just in general, people that kind of saw saw him, you know, within themselves. I had an opportunity to work with Nip, man, and um. Nip, like, it's weird because everybody kind of became a fan when he passed. And I'm never, I hate when people say, y'all ain't know who the fuck he was when he was live. So what? You, if you got, if you came off him after he dead or a year later, who gives a fuck? You still, you, you're a fan. You know, niggas didn't appreciate Picasso until he was dead. Who, who cares? Right? So as long as you fuck with it, you still support it, you just feed his family, who cares? Like, but, L.A., he was already Tupac. And people think that sounds crazy, but in L.A., he was like... It's kind of like how, um, you know, Atlanta loves Gucci. The rest of the world go, okay, but in Atlanta, Gucci is God. You know what I'm saying? So it's the same thing E-40 in the Bay. E-40 in the Bay is everything, even though the rest of the country is trying to decipher what the fuck he's saying. But uh, but uh, it, it was important. So when he passed, it was like... I'm gonna say Nipsey rivaled Kobe, his death. Wow. I'm gonna say the level of of hurt was very similar, and they both died on a Sunday. So um, he just was he was a guy you can go touch, and that's kind of might have been part of the demise. He he's a guy you can go touch. You can go Friday afternoon to his 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 uh, his store, and he would be there chilling. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Which is probably added to him getting caught up, but you could really go see him. He was really in the hood. So um I think people just connected to that 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 guy was that real of a person. And he was a he was a motivator. Like you know Jeezy used to be motivation one on one. Nipsey was the West Coast brother that he was a motivation he could shit together. He was telling niggas how to do it. He was sharing game every day. So I think a lot of brothers really appreciate that in every in any aspect of your of your life. Yeah. So definitely definitely yeah I Quan re- I remember I think you were supposed to go out there around that time, right? Uh yeah. And then yeah. and I think, well, because I remember asking you, like, yo, what your brother saying is like out there. And I think you was like, Rel said, yo, 
shit. I don't, I don't know if you want to come <laughs> out here. You shouldn't come <laughs> out here now. It was a man minute. It's a little manhunt. But dude, so it was like it was it was it was like it was crazy. You know, I stay I, I stay around these whites. So I don't know what's what this what the hood told me. I got I was on Twitter. I don't know what <laughs> <laughs> they say the in the game, son. <laughs> I ain't about to miss my, my latte appointment. <laughs> but, no, but, I, but I think it's cool, though, because I, I noticed you said something in the podcast and you said that, you know, you look at yourself as a comedian that's an overall comedian. Like, you just don't look at yourself for, like, black culture or white culture. You look at yourself as a, a, a straight-up comedian, you know what I mean, that can understand, you know, the everyday struggles of, of what people go through. You know what I mean? So um just to say I think I think that shit's amazing, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like you 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 never let the Hollywood or the glisten the glamour, you never let the shit get to you. Um you you've been you since day one. Um I think that's a testament to like I said, our family, man. We got like a really honest, you know, raw fucking family who don't give a fuck. They hood, they ghetto, they educated, they love, they hate, you know what I'm saying? We have a very big Raw and our, our father just you know what I'm saying. So uh your family keeps you pretty pretty on, on point. And you because it's it's so easy to get caught up in this shit out here, man. It's 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 you see it on TV like they crazy out there. It's like nah, nigga. It's you get out here. It's easy to get caught up in the bullshit. You know, well, I, I seen it. I had you at the party, nigga. You saw it was cracking. So yeah, that shit went from like three people to like literally a hundred people. <laughs> like, and. The yeah. wild, if, if uh, the wild shit that you if you saw the party around the way that popped off you go what the fuck is going on I'll hear this every day so uh, if you don't know who you are you're definitely gonna find out who you are come out to L A but um it's worth it man it's it's, it's really worth it man is it look true, is it true you go, had to go stop, ahead Mike is it true you had to stop Quan from doing the sea walk when he was in the party out there uh, man I didn't make uh, Quan I, I didn't let Quan go outside with me too much and then make house. I'm gonna be back out there though. Be back out there. Right. Time, man. And um yeah, it was, it was I'm trying to come with you, Juan. Don't leave me. Huh? I said I'm trying to come with you, man. Don't leave me. Yeah, yeah. It was yo, it, I'm telling you, man, it, it was an amazing experience. Like just not even, I mean, even being around, I mean, just being around family, just being around, you know, you, you know, you and Terrence, and, you know, just, you know, how we always are when we, when, you know, yeah, yeah. together. So, um, but just the mindset that it put me in, you know what I'm saying? Like, just the mindset that it put me in and, and actually going back, it just put me in, it put me in a total different mindset. So, um, yeah, because you, I mean, you came out when I was like doing all right. Like, I, I, we had mentioned this, I still had six years of complete depression. <laughs> <laughs> It was still six years of the bullshit, you know what I'm saying? So, but like you working through shit now, we're in a place where everybody's good and we, we kind of continue to move forward. So yeah, so. Yeah, I know you told me to come out there and, and you know, if I wanted to be turtle, I could be turtle. Like, fuck yeah. it, it could be all good. But I was like, nah, man, you know, I gotta gotta find my way. But no, but it, it was. Nah, you shot up the club, nigga. You, uh, <laughs> you shot up the club, everybody. <laughs> 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 yeah. Oh man. Well, look, I know we gotta let you go soon. But I just got I gotta get a question in about Quan. How is it or how was it growing up and how is it now with Quan being a big brother to you? Um 
you can t- get get a people one story or something they can laugh on about corn. Oh, man. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't even know. I, I would say this. Like, um, and this might sound crazy. I don't think Quan, I don't think we've ever really fought. I don't know. I mean, we've had little shit. I don't think we ever really had like a brother fight. I don't know. Am I tripping? No, I don't think anything. No, I don't we think anything with them, like, we've always we argued hip hop. Yeah, but, that's because Quan thinks Master P is the greatest rapper of all time. <laughs> no, I, I, still, I still think he's one of the one of the greatest entrepreneurs. Entrepreneurs, yes. Rappers, yeah. Quan, 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 like, like, you know, I ain't trying to put our shit out there, but we met late. You know, my father was out in the streets. You know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> no, he was, but he, uh, Quan was born first, so we met later in life. Not like we weren't, we didn't come up the whole time. And so I swear to God, maybe Quan only for this. The, the day we met, it was like we was brothers the whole time. We, you know what I'm saying? We, we was already linked in, and I don't know if that's a blood thing or what, but I didn't. It wasn't no awkwardness. It was like that's my big brother, and we was we was a goal from there. And I, I, I think I think that's just strong bonds of family, man. And um, you know, we got our, our shit, but I don't think we ever really had no crazy major issues. Man, he's always a dope brother. He just and quiet stay out of shit. You know, you hear quiet nigga, so you know, you know, he let us fight. He don't get involved. So um, now nah, we all, I ain't got no, I really don't have no bad stories about you, bro. Now I can think about it. You know what I'm saying? But uh, yeah, shit, man. I, I, that, I think that's a good thing. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? But yeah, but I mean, vice versa. It's the same thing with y'all, like with you. You know what I'm saying? And you, turn so you know y'all always, and even though it was an awkward way, you know what I'm saying, yeah. of, of how it happened. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I, I thank God every day. Um, yeah. And you know, shit, I would, I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. So, uh, yeah, man, shit. You know what I'm saying? We, we, you know, we, we, we have a great relationship. And it's like you said, it's just testament to family and shit, man. And you know, obviously, you know, he's, 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 he's kept us tight. So. Mm-hmm. And just you know, you keep moving and shit, man. That's 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 what's up. We, we got stories though. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I like, we got to go, but we got stories though. <laughs> yeah. Real might not have stories, but we got stories. I don't even know real like that. Story? I don't know what y'all talking about. Talking about. <laughs> oh no. I got stories and pictures. I mean, you know, <laughs> we came up together. I know you know. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Yo, to, uh, Rail Man, appreciate you coming on. Wish you continued success, man. Um, it's wonderful to see brothers doing well and certainly wish you continued success, man. So hopefully we get you back on at some point. Um, maybe when you produce a huge movie or something out in LA, you have us out there. I'm a Laker fan, if you can't tell. So I like floor seats, by the way. Right squad, fam. Hey, that's how, that's how we do. I missed the game so much. I was watching the practice videos from inside the bubble, bro. I'm watching that shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's how much I missed. It, man. Yeah, right. Well, yeah. Uh, which, hey, go ahead, Hal. No, go ahead, man. I was just going to say, bro, like, man, look. We we trying to do some things, man. So we appreciate you taking the time, man. Anytime we get a guest on, we appreciate it, man. So thank you, man. If you want, you got anything to plug? Let the people know where to find you. 
what you got going on or whatever, man. This is the time to do that. But again, we appreciate you, man. Thank you, man. I should. I ain't got nothing, man. We ain't no work. I mean, COVID. I got this. <laughs> I, I had to do this. <laughs> I can't call my phone when I'm working. <laughs> oh, man. I'm I'm, 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 I'm on everything, man. I really appreciate you guys taking the time and having me up here. And let me talk my shit. I really appreciate that. No doubt, man. No doubt, man. Well, we out of here, folks. Till next time. Proud of you, man.